0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So We'll begin this morning by uh, doing the chant on page 27. This is a traditional way that it's really up to each of us to figure out how this can be a more ongoing and natural attitude of our mind. It's both surprisingly simple and powerful when we just have that sense that however we're living, whatever we're doing, the choices we're making in life, that there's just ongoing sense that we're doing it for the benefit of others. And and again, it's just uh, a lot of times in our sort of ordinary way of thinking... We're trying to figure out what's true and then live in accordance with that. But the Buddhist approach is a little different. It's not about like I'm going to get to the absolute truth of the way things are and then align with that. It's more appreciating that maybe that even the idea that there is an absolute truth. That's just the construction of our mind. So we free ourselves up and then it's more the question, What's a skillful way of looking at the moment? What's a skillful way of relating? What's a skillful view to be having? So, for example, this particular teaching on living for the benefit of others or imagining, assuming, imagining, pretending even, that how we're showing up in the world, the kind of attitudes we have, the kind of choices we make, that it matters for myself and for everybody else, that we take responsibility for contributing, like being a force for good, a force for kindness in the world, a force for justice and peace in the world, that that attitude we can check out and find, in fact, well, that's a skillful attitude to have. And it doesn't actually matter if it's somehow met- metaphysically true that I am living in a way that's contributing in some mystical way to the happiness or welfare of all beings. Because I know directly in my experience that having that attitude, living with that attitude that it matters, that I care, that I want my life to be a contribution for others, a support for others, that actually makes me a better person. And I can see that directly. So then it doesn't matter if it lines up with some absolute... Philosophical, metaphysical truth. Because having that attitude, that desire, that wholesome desire to live for the benefit of others is a skillful attitude to have. And this chant is just a traditional way to remind ourselves of that attitude so that it can, you know, like I said at the beginning, just to find a more natural, organic way to keep that attitude in mind. So when we're driving, we're driving in a way that contributes to the well-being of everyone. When we're at a party with our families, having conversation, how to show up in a way that's a real contribution in the direction of peace and well-being for everyone. Even when we take care of our body, brushing our teeth, washing our face, whatever. Like uh, I just noticed this. I was in a rush earlier this morning because there was a lot going on and I had to pee, and I was in the bathroom, the door was shut, and I just caught myself rushing, you know. And it's like a very subtle but real act of violence to be rushing. You know, it just occurred to me, like, this isn't contributing to the world right now. <clears throat> Somehow caught in the attitude that, God, i got to finish the peeing so I can get on and do this and do this other, you know. And it's like, well, does, does the world need more of that? Vibration, more of that attitude, you know, that we got to rush, that I can't actually show up for this moment because there's a more important moment just down the road that I got to. It's just, it's. So, this is how this attitude gets integrated and becomes more natural. Like everything we do, even when we're urinating, everything we do is a contribution to the world, to everybody. Everyone's feeling the effects of our mind, right? So having that attitude, it may feel like an overwhelming responsibility, but it actually helps us become a better person, a kinder person, a more relaxed person. And this is, it's really on this pragmatic level. All these teachings, if you if it ever feels idealistic, it means the Buddha or we're not doing our job. Because these teachings are meant to be very straightforward and pragmatic in the sense of becoming a kinder, wiser, more at ease human being. Not something off later, you know, when we become perfect or something like that. Which is often, can be at least the tone in spiritual settings that, you know, very lofty, very transcendent. And we totally miss the point like, well, I'm contributing, I'm, adding something to the mix right now? How do I feel about what I'm adding to the mix right now? Like who I am, how I'm relating, even the tension I'm carrying in my body right now is contributing or adding. How does that feel, that that's what I'm contributing? Do you want to look for a cushion? There, There may be more. Oh, there's always... There's one in the corner here. <laughs> so, anyway, we're on page 27 Reflections on Sharing Blessings. Now let us chant the verses of sharing and aspiration. Through the goodness that arises from my practice, may my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon and all virtuous leaders of the world may the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth and the Lord of death May those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, may all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless through the goodness rises from my practice and through this act of sharing may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth May I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom, austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge On is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble guide. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all these, may darkness and delusion be spelled. So we settle in to a comfortable posture for the meditation time. Listen to the body, make adjustments. As best we can, we find a stable, relatively still, relatively upright, relaxed posture for the meditation time. The sense, the physical sense of sitting right in the middle undefended, not afraid of being a sensitive being, having a sensitive, open heart right here with the conditions, internal, external conditions of the moment. What we might mean if we said something like being real with experience. We're not looking for any particular experience, so we can drop any habit of rejecting or this idea that we're not there yet, this isn't it. That means if we're irritated, that's okay. We connect in an authentic way with that experience of being irritable. Irritated mind is like this. It feels like this. Or whatever it might be right now, in the body, in the mind and heart. It's like this now, this body and mind. Can this be okay? This connecting, this opening, this allowing and to help stabilize this intimate, this present moment awareness. We can cultivate a whole body awareness, feeling the breath naturally coming in, feeling the sensations of the breath naturally going out. And with each inhalation, just the sense of knowing the sensations of the whole body just as they are, And with each exhalation, feeling these sensations and feeling the whole body, allowing the body to feel the way it feels right now, not needing it to be different. So knowing the body with the in-breath and allowing the body to be with the out-breath. This is one technique or strategy for cultivating this continuity of mindful awareness. Breathing in, knowing the body just as it is. Feeling the breath going out, allowing the sensations of the whole body to be the way they are. And some people find it useful at times to use a meditation word or words, something like knowing as you breathe in, allowing or releasing as you breathe out. It can just be a simple serenely stated word there in your own mind, in your own heart. Knowing, releasing. Just as a reminder how to be present with the conditions of the body. And of course the mind, the thinking mind will re-emerge you your worry, catch yourself worrying or planning or whatever it might be. But bring that same stability, that same willingness to allow conditions to be the way they are when you see that mental activity. Just knowing that the mind is thinking and allowing that particular mental emotional pattern to be what it is, because that thinking will cease on its own. You don't have to become the one who's got to get rid of thinking. Instead, wisdom understands that the thought is very quickly going to cease on its own. And we just let that particular thought cease. We notice its ending. We notice what it feels like. Can this be okay? that it's like this now in the mind, in the heart. And then if it's appropriate, just come back to the body, breathing in, knowing the sensations of the body, breathing out, allowing the body, the mind to be the way it is. So we'll continue in silence now. And simply be willing to begin again and again. We just do the best we can and we let go. We understand the force of habit is going to have its effect or influence. We keep bringing this willingness to begin again, this particular quality of self-compassion and forgiveness that allows us to begin again and again and again. And now, as we often do, realizing it's good practice to have the eyes open creates a bridge for our daily life practice when our eyes are open. So really, the meditation object is the present moment itself, the way it is the seeing, the hearing, the sensing of the sensations, the knowing of the mental activity, the mood, thoughts. So again, keeping in mind, remembering to recognize the present moment the way it is the movement of body, the movement of mind. And even if the mind is struggling in some way or resisting, confused, that's also just something being known here in the present moment. It's just another one of the movements in the present moment. Can this be okay the way it is in the body and mind? Is it safe to relax and open and allow? Is it possible for there to be a freedom with the conditions, the changing conditions here. What kind of peace, a peace that's not dependent on things being different. one simple way of summarizing the Buddhist teachings. If we aspire to being peaceful with the conditions of our lives, then right now we can practice being peaceful with the conditions here in the moment. And if there seems like there's something in the way of being peaceful with the conditions, then can you be peaceful with whatever seems to be in the way? So in this way, this is our refuge, being peaceful with the conditions. Doesn't mean we become passive or indifferent. It just means that the engagement, the choosing, the actions of our lives. Arise out of this way of being peaceful with the conditions, because this is how it is now, this life, these conditions, it's already this way right now.